it's like it's so hard to say the words everybody's fine because that's a misnomer but everybody is is better than you would expect them to be during a pan locked up during a pandemic yeah jupiter doesn't think that the virus is bad we do right <laughs> the human thought i don't want to die virus bad but in the collective consciousness, there is no such thing as bad or good like that. Viruses are just information. They're DNA. They don't even have any biology. They're not wet. My name is Nancy Hauer, and this is my number one. And today, we're speaking to astrologer Michael Lennox, who's going to tell us... Is that going to be good, or is that going to be bad? And my first thought is, well, it's going to be bad when I slap you in the face for asking that question because there's no such thing as good or bad. There's only things that occur, and how are we gonna be with it? And for about like a minute or two in the shower, I didn't know what month it was. <laughs> uh, if, if this is like a collective initiation that we're going through, I think we're, we're in, its, in its early stages, but... Um... We're going through growing pains. You, you can fight, rage against the growing pains, or you can figure out how you can assist as we move through this period, so. I talk to all the animals that live in my yard, in my neighborhood, and you know what, if I ever start to feel really down, I think about the fact that there are animal shelters all over our country that have been emptied out because of this. I don't know what people are missing about this situation, but they are missing it. A lot of them. Yep. So my friend Stephen told me to call Michael Lennox because he has a way with words. Just this larger-than-life character. He is so good at explaining and defining the energy that's created by the position in the cosmos and how that might affect you, me, who's whoever he's sitting with based on how they came into the world and where that all was when they came into the world, etc. And he's going to tell me, is it going to get any worse? Well, but here's the beautiful thing about astrology and that question. Why I love astrology is it's democratic. It leaves nothing out. It doesn't have sides. There's no parties. There's no good or bad. Right, right. But... Is it going to get worse? I was predicting a calamitous, chaotic year like we had never seen on the planet before. I used that language in December like we've never seen before. I don't want to put a judgment on it, but calamitous sounds bad to me. And as January was rolling around and that big conjunction of Pluto and Saturn was hitting in early January, which only happens every 50 years and only every 500 years in the same sign. So we knew astrologers, we knew it was gonna be crazy and everything was heating up exactly when the planets said that they would. So before we dive in, Let's learn a little bit about Michael Lennox. So I refer to myself as a spiritual teacher first, and then I would just add the monikers of a psychologist, astrologer, and an expert in dreams and dream interpretation, because those are my three pillars. So he spent his life, most a good part of his life, as an entertainer. He's a really good singer. 
as a kid, I was an intuitive kid who loved my dream life, right? So when I was a kid in high school, it was just like people would say, I had a crazy dream last night. I'd be like, tell me what you dreamed. I bet you I can say something about it. He is a, just this larger than life character. And lo and behold, something happened. It was accurate that I don't know what I was doing, but innocently I had an intuitive ability to hear the archetypal story that a dream was telling and then tell a story about that story to somebody based on what I had just heard. So it's the opposite of the dry presentation of so many people I've gone to as well, where they're like, okay, well, you know, Venus is in this position today, so you're going to. It's a, it's a playful romp. So after many years of studying psychology and dream interpretation, he moved out to Los Angeles. This is the town where you can hang a shingle. You don't even really have to be a bona fide expert, right? You just be like, ah, I do this. So as a 28 year old man with no formal training, except, you know, some workshops and processes and this incredible gift that I had. So he kept on doing dream interpretation until one day, when I was about 25, I had a reading and I was looking at the chart that the astrologer made for me. And it, it didn't dis, it didn't push me away. Like I got it. Like I understood the geometry of the chart and the symbols of the glyphs for the planets. So I already knew that astrology was something that I probably would be good at. And um, in fact, the reason I'm so good as an astrologer, really the what why that rose up to the top of my gift set is that I am 50-50 in the left brain, right brain, analytical, creative, structural, and intuitive. Because in astrology, math is everything. The, the planets are mathematical points in space, and the zodiac is a mathematical framework, and your birth chart is a mathematical pattern of your character. But you also have to have an intuitive gift, or you cannot interpret the data that you're seeing. And when you've got both, now you're cooking with gas. The astrological narrative is Newtonian. It's a clock. It's a machine. It's it's just steady and, and predictable, and it just keeps moving, kind of like life. Only in 2020, we have a life event that transcends anything that astrology could predict at the individual level. Now, at the global level, all of us astrologers knew in 2019 that 2020 was gonna be a shitstorm and that we would see things we had never seen before on the planet. I have to sort of have a mental adjustment as I'm working with somebody because March of 2020 blew everybody out of the water but not every chart got blown out of the water for each individual. So I'm really having to adjust day to day about how to help people to navigate their year ahead, not their virus response. When I go to one of these um, healers, I always think, well, I'm kind of going so that I can navigate my year. But it seems like Michael has a more global view of my life. My vision doesn't include that I'm in virus land. My vision includes that I'm, you know, helping people with their conscious embodiment, right? Um, I just was texting a buddy who's an artist and he's got a book coming out. And yeah, it's going to be harder to him, for him to market that book because of the pandemic. But the astrology of his year 
describes his creative process and the energetic of putting something creative and new into the world. The astrology of the year does not include a a global, democratic, equally hitting wildlife event that changes life on the planet for everybody in one fell swoop. There is no astrology for that at the individual level. Combination of the karma of a country or the way things are positioned around the election and into the new year, we've never, we haven't seen anything like this since. I don't want to misquote him. So, but it, it harkens back to the energy from the American Civil War. I do want to help people navigate how they're experiencing the pandemic, but there isn't a pandemic transit. I keep going back to this idea of personal destiny versus act of God. And I asked Michael what he thought about it. There's two things that I think you're speaking into here. A woman who's an actor, somebody who is visible enough to be recognizable and have worked for 30 years solid on TV. She's of an age where she has to figure out what to do because, you know, actresses age out. <laughs> and so when she came to me the first time, she had these projects she wanted to do for herself, writing and directing projects. She's perfectly suited to get people attracted to working with her and support her. And that session was all about how work was coming she was going to be able to push these things through and we talked about it all got her all excited well not one of those projects happened but the woman hasn't been able to stop from working like this movie that movie television movie when ones that got big notice out there like a netflix movie that killed at the box at the netflix box office with a little horror i mean so the transit still played out in a way that we didn't talk about at all but it was still the energy of work. That's so I will right. often say in a session, it's like, I don't know how this is gonna play out, but here's the feeling. In astrological terms, you might see money, but it might be the opposite of what you think. So say someone came to me for a session in December of last year, and I said, yep, March. Let's use, let's use the immediate month of when the pandemic hit in earnest. March, you're gonna make a lot of money because of this transit hitting at that time. And then the pandemic comes and now they can't experience the life that they were going to experience in March and April and May. But that transit was still there, right? So we might for that person interpret that the, the windfall energy from the unexpected planet turns out to not give you money, but take it away, we didn't see that coming. But in a weird way, then it means you can never really know anything because it's both opposite sides of everything. Well, yes and no, you cannot know, and even I cannot know, but that's what I teach. Like, I don't teach people, like, I can tell you what the future's gonna be. I help you learn that you don't know what the future's gonna be. Stop trying to figure that out and move in a graceful, integrated way to try to be at the center of all of the things that would pull you out of center. But even if he can't tell me exactly what's gonna happen, it's clear he's telling me what forces are at play and... Forewarned is forearmed. So if something is coming energetically that's going to be supportive and expansive and one of my favorite words, yummy, you don't need much preparation for that. We're, uh, uh, generally speaking, good with our bounty. 
when an energy is disruptive and difficult and problematic, um, one of the, one of the best things to sometimes do for a person is just let them know when and what it's going to feel like. So sometimes using astrology to prepare somebody for a shift in the winds just allows them to get to that point and then be like, oh, right, Michael told me that in August there might be some challenges. Here's the first one of that. Now they're prepared more openly to receive the challenge and work with it more effectively than they would have if they had been blindsided by it. And then I asked Michael if he can see the planets and their rotations, can he also see the end of a planet? Asking for a friend. I believe in the future of humanity. I believe in peace for this planet. I also believe that it's something that will take many, many, many generations to create, right? So I'm interested in doing the work that I do so that people can stand on my shoulders when I'm gone. But the idea that there is no future does not work for me. It does not live in my heart that way. What lives in my heart is a future that's very, very different than the past. And the growing pains of that is potentially devastating. But there's a responsibility that we have of being alive now. And now I give you a history of the world according to astrology. We are in the age of Aquarius. We are coming out of the age of Pisces. Ages last 2,000 years approximately. So they're big, sweeping, thematic portions of time that have a kind of theme based on the sign that the age determines. If you go back 6,000 years ago in the age of Taurus, we had a relationship with the divine that was fractured into deities. Everything was gods and goddesses and... It is time for the mortals to pay. Release the Kraken! Then 4,000 years ago, when we moved into the age of Aries, interestingly, Aries being the sort of startup singular energy of I am, that's when Moses came along and said, yeah, 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 there's one. God sent me here to lead you out of here. How do we know it was you he spoke to? There's one God. And that entered the consciousness of the planet 4,000 years ago. This man Moses walks in from the desert and says God has chosen him and Aaron follows blindly, without any question, just as you do. But he's the one. But he is the one. We all know that, don't we? Then 2,000 years ago, Christ comes along and says, yeah, there's one God and guess where to find him or her? <laughs> Inside, it's in you. The first words in Jesus' gospel are the kingdom of God is inside you all around you, not in the buildings of wood and stone. And so we had 2,000 years of that consciousness. Not, not for nothing, Pisces is also the, the archetype that invented unconsciousness. So I think that's also why the last 2,000 years have been so brutal on the planet, because we've been moving through an age that is unconscious. And look at the world we have. We're fat, we're sick. We're, we're, we're in destruction. We've, we've practically destroyed the natural habitats of the planet. It's all about 2,000 years of unconsciousness. Aquarius is the archetype that invented the global community as one unit that needs to be served by all.
archetypal story of Aquarius as the water bearer is that he was the dude who knew something was missing and went on a hero journey to find it. And he goes out on the quest, brings back water. That's why he's known as the water bearer. Bringing water to the community created life. So that signs milieu is all about serving the community, using your intuition to know, to find how you serve, go on the quest, find the thing that you bring that no one else brings, and then come back and share it with the community. So when I think about the mess that the planet is in right now, I think about the age of Aquarius. I think that's the age of peace. That's the age of coming together. That's the age of one world community that treats all of its inhabitants with care. And the reason why I can say that I really believe this is coming is because we've got 2,000 years to get this fight. Yeah. Now, I get that most people are concerned with next Tuesday. And I'll help you with next Tuesday. But you can bet your ass that my real agenda is helping you find how you serve, do it well, and share it with your community. That's really what I'm about in terms of helping and inspiring people. Now that is about the best explanation of astrology in history that I have ever heard. And frankly, the only explanation I've ever heard. Speaking very long term, the the Congress is broken, the government is broken, the two-party system is broken. It's broken. I don't know that I would say this through the lens of astrology or not, but I would certainly say this through my understanding of what happens when something is broken. It has to be fixed. It has to end. It's like trying to help the couple who really just can't stop fighting, but they love each other, but they just can't stop fighting. And at a certain point, you just say, well, maybe we're here to help you break up. (laughs) Because maybe that's the only solution for peace and happiness and serenity. So when I look at the government of the United States, I just can't imagine any other long-range outcome but, but, but break it down. But again, I'm not talking about tomorrow and I'm not talking about next year or the next election cycle. I'm talking about the next thousand years. Mr. Farnsworth, I and the 1,673 people whom I represent and whose names are on this petition are not going to allow their futures to be determined by a pack of mindless bureaucrats at the beck and call of certain so-called industrialists like yourself for whom elderly men and women, and I might add, children are just so many figures to be entered in the profit and loss column of your accountant's ledgers. Our lives matter. Black lives matter. Thank you, Michael Lennox. This episode was recorded in April, and of course, you hit the nail right on the head. My sense, personally, uh, of, of like, I was born for this time, in a way that I wouldn't have even said that, if I said that last year, it would have been like a general, like, I was here, born it for this time, uh, but now it's like, oh, I came for this. I'd like to thank special guests Francis Collier and Angela V. Shelton, Siobhan Fallon-Hogan, Allison Dunbar, Stephen Argila, and once again, Michael Lennox. If you'd like to talk to any of these healers, their contacts are in the show notes, and many of them are doing specials and half-hour sessions to work with people during this difficult time. I'm not being paid to endorse any of these people. 
please enter at your own risk. And as many of you know, I do this for fun as a hobby, and I have no staff to promote the podcast. So if you like it, please share and rate on iTunes. Thanks.